Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the We Believed You Paranormal Podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Michelle. And today's episode is going to be another deep dive. I just want to start off with the fact that we're doing this. We usually record in the mornings. And we're not really morning people. <laughs> but I also haven't slept in over 24 hours. And when I did get some sleep, it was only two hours. So my brain's probably not functioning at 100% capacity. Why do you do this to yourself? I don't know. I can sleep when I'm dead. Take care of yourself, brother. Okay. So, that out of the way. Today's deep dive is going to be... Drum roll, please. Poltergeist. This is uh, what you guys requested. It was it was between the Poltergeist and Duendes, and Poltergeist eked out by a vote, I think, right or two? By two. Two votes, yeah. Yeah. So, granted, there was only four votes, but <laughs> but hey, but Poltergeist won. Maybe we can yeah. do the Duendes as the like, you know, the next deep dive. That way, yeah. you know, we can cover that because it was a suggested topic as well. So, uh, yeah. we do appreciate that. Definitely. <clears throat> so poltergeists. So let's start with the definition of a poltergeist. What is a poltergeist? A poltergeist uh, is actually it's a the, the it's a German word, right? Polter, I believe, meaning uh, noisy or something like that. And then uh, geist is usually spirit or ghost. So it's either noisy ghost or noisy spirit. Um, and it's responsible for physical disturbances such as loud noises and objects being moved or destroyed. Okay, and that's it. That's the episode. We're done. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you, Tim, for joining. Uh, if you want to <laughs> get a hold of us, uh, our Instagram is at We Believe Do You Podcast. Oh, I wish it was that easy. <laughs> right. So, okay. Sorry. Um, going back to the, the, the root words, uh, poltern is uh, to make sound or to rumble in German, and geist is ghost or spirit. So that's where poltergeist comes from. And uh, most claim that they are capable of pinching, biting, hitting, tripping, moving objects, levitating, or making noises. So that's just the definition of a poltergeist. It doesn't necessarily go into what they are, how they are, how they become or come to be or whatever. So we'll go into that next. Yeah. So um, right off the bat, like some explanations um, or I guess uh, some skeptics uh like to say that a poultry guys like any kind of poultry guys activity is like it's it's all hoax um and there's this uh researcher named frank podmore that proposed the quote-unquote naughty girl theory which just sounds disgusting nowadays but i don't know i guess that was okay to say back in the day but the naughty girl theory um centered centered around adolescent usually girl obviously and it claimed that the most disturbances most disturbances were caused by a child to fool or scare people. So again, a hoax, um, just a bored little girl who tried to mess with people, and that's what a poltergeist was, or that was their explanation for it. Although it is kind of funny that he does mention that, like, and specifically a girl, because I think later on. We'll discuss it, but there's also things like how there. I think it is also mentioned how 
it is a, a lot of times it's usually around a, a prepubescent or a adolescent girl. So like, you know, because of the puberty, but we'll get into that later. But it, it is funny that a skeptic or this physical researcher does mention that as his theory as to why or what uh, a poltergeist is. And and yeah. these these right here are, are like natural phenomena. These that we're going to be mentioning right now, these are supposedly things that occur naturally or like like natural explanations for why a poltergeist exists. Um, yeah. And yeah, so there's this other investigator named Joe Nickel that also claimed that poltergeist activity is usually a quote unquote an individual who's motivated to cause mischief and reports are often exaggerated by witnesses. And this is kind of a common theme with a lot of researchers and investigators in, into uh, poltergeist activity. Like I said, this is they're just this is their way of explaining it away. I guess you could say. Um, they've also said that poltergeist activity can be explained by psychological uh, psychological factors such as illusions or memory lapses and wishful thinking. Okay, fine. The Lang and Horn study uh, in 1998 wrote that poltergeist experiences are delusions uh, resulting from the affective and cognitive dynamics of percipients' interpretation of ambiguous stimuli. Again, people basically is just like a wishful thinking and making it up and interpreting it to be something that it's not. Or over-exaggerating things that did occur, like uh, you know, they might have seen, you know, uh, something go a couple feet, but then they say, oh, my God, this thing flew across the room type of thing. You know Which even I mean? if it moves a couple feet, like that's still I, I, I'll get into it later. That, well, no, you know what? I'll say it now. So uh, slightly off topic, but it kind of has to do with that where like people try and say that sidekicks like, oh, well you know it's all bullshit like they're not speaking to the dead like they're just they're just reading people's minds it's like okay well even that is kind of really amazing if you're capable of reading people's minds so either way all right yeah i mean i can like the whole psychic thing too sometimes <laughs> get like yeah i guess i can see how people can be skeptical because a lot of times stuff does sound very broad you know, I guess, but it's yeah. when, when the psychic mentions like that one specific thing that, you know, you don't, that nobody else should know, or like, it's very, uh, individual, like obviously to you, like only, you know, that, or only maybe a handful of people will know that. And it's like, how would, would this person know that, that where you're like, okay, all this other broad shit kind of like it, it, you know, I, I don't know how to like, you know what I mean? Like. They're telling you all this broad stuff, and then they say that one thing that's very specific. Like a nickname like, or like a, something that happened that is just nobody else could know. Or like an yeah. inside joke or things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's the only difference for me is like I get the whole like, oh, they're just being broad or this and that or whatever. But that one specific thing is just what kind of like, but how? How could you possibly know that? Yeah, for you sure. Know? Psychologist Donovan Rawcliffe also agrees that most activity that has been investigated has turned out to be trickery, while the rest can be attributed to psychological factors. So it's just a whole bunch of, you know, 
researchers, yeah, investigators, psychologists that are basically saying it's all bullshit. It's all people just playing tricks on uh, other people and it's all illusions and wishful thinking and all that stuff. But I don't know. Not everything can be explained away like that. I don't think at least. Yeah. I mean, like again we're starting with these because these are like supposed to be like uh, natural explanations for uh poltergeist or what could be causing this quote-unquote poltergeist activity or like you know uh so that what we're going to get into next is something called their unverified natural phenomenon so natural phenomenon that hasn't been proven or like they 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 say oh it was this is why the this the poltergeist activity is occurring or yeah this quote-unquote poltergeist activity is occurring but this is why it isn't real but it hasn't been able to be verified so in the 1950s a guy named guy william lambert proposed that uh the movement of underground water uh was would cause stress on a house and that would cause strange noises movement movement of the property and objects in inside the house to move. Um, later on, there was two researchers named Alan Gold and uh, Tony Cornell um, who tested this hypothesis um, by placing different ra- like random objects throughout a house. And then they caused the house to vibrate. Right. So like basically almost like, I guess an earthquake. So this house, this heart, the house starts vibrating. And what they found was there was structural like damage that was caused to the house um and the and the objects did move but it was they were very short distances nothing like uh poltergeist claims where stuff like goes you know across across and and stuff like that so they were basically i guess disproving his hypothesis um and then another skeptic named trevor h hall also criticized um lambert's hypothesis by saying that uh the building would fall apart. Like if, if that was the case, if it was like the movement of the house was causing these objects to move across like the room or whatever, that the building would literally fall apart. Um, and a guy named Richard Wiseman also men- mentions that um, the hypothesis that, that Lambert has uh, hasn't been able, hasn't held up to scrutiny. So like, you know, people have tried to prove his hypothesis, but, everybody's failed basically to you know to make it seem like or to to prove it yeah basically so um everything that they've they've shown has either shown that the objects don't move much or that more damage would have been caused to the house in order for those objects to move as much as the poltergeist activity can actually move objects and then uh david turner a retired uh, physical chemist suggested that ball ball lighting uh, might cause a spooky movement of objects blamed uh, on the poltergeist. Which I didn't know what ball. Odd. I because I, I like I well I knew what ball lightning was before I, you know. I said ball lighting. Sorry, ball lightning. Yeah, but even st- like I I I don't, I don't want, I wonder why he came up with this. I'm sure you're gonna tell me, but I, I just ball lightning. I actually thought maybe that could have been a factor with Ugo's episode because mm-hmm. oh, um, of the way he described it. But um, well, no, I, I mean I, I'm not sure either. I again, I didn't even know what ball lightning was, so I actually looked it up because I was like, "Well, what is this?" And uh, for those of you who are like me and don't know what ball lightning is, uh, 
It's the unexplained phenomena, phenomena described as luminescent spherical objects that form from pea size to several meters in diameter. Uh, it's usually associated with thunderstorms. Um, the phenomena is said to last considerably longer than a split second flash of lightning bolt. And then some in the 19th century, uh, some 19th century reports describe balls that eventually explode and leave behind an odor of sulfur. So I don't know if maybe it's that, that explosion that, you know, may like, I guess, be close to an object that would cause it to fly across the room. But again, I, I don't know, like, since I'd never heard of ball uh, lightning before, I couldn't tell you why he would have thought that. Yeah, and from my understanding, like the weather's got to be a certain type of way, and I mean, at least from some of the um, investigations that I've read about poltergeist activity, like it could be a bright and sunny day outside, and stuff like this would still happen. So I don't know, weird theory, but okay. Weird flex, bro. <laughs> I mean, ball lightning has also you know been confused for ufos and you know for ghostly orbs and things like that so i would get it if it was like his theory was like in that kind of context i guess or whatever but i don't know it was very interesting to hear that he would think it has to do with poltergeist activity now we get into the good stuff yeah so now we get into the good stuff which is paranormal reasons for to explain what poltergeist activity is Okay, so parapsychologist Nandor Fedor, right? Mm-hmm. Fedor, and William G. Roll suggested poltergeist activity could be explained by psychokinesis or telekinesis, which is the ability to influence physical systems without physical interaction. So basically being able to move objects with your mind. Okay. Uh, and so, I mean, and again, this kind of goes back to, okay, this, you know, is the poltergeist activity or is explaining poltergeist activity through psychokinesis or telekinesis. Like even those two things themselves on their own are amazing talents that need to be studied and looked at. And either way is still pretty awesome. But again, this also um, reminds me, Eric, of like what you were telling Keith Keith, about like, yeah, about when, people's emotions are kind of like running high and just not in the best, you know, mindset or there's lots of negative energy around the house or coming off other people. Um, It can also cause paranormal, not paranormal activity. It can also cause poltergeist activity and things might fall off the shelves or a door might slam or, you know, things like that. Some ghost hunters and paranormal investigators propose that poltergeists are actually the emotions of troubled individuals. So it's exactly like I just said. Fuck. Um, This theory is actually known as spontaneous reoccurring psychokinesis. It's suggested that built-up stress uh, then unconsciously projects outwards in a form of mental energy, which affects the physical environment, produces the phenomena attributed to poltergeists. But... There's little evidence to support this, unfortunately. I guess another way that you could test that is, is like, say there is poltergeist activity in the house and like you notice that one person like leaves the house Mm -hmm. and then if that paranormal activity ceases or that poltergeist activity ceases or stops or whatever, like, I guess, I mean, that could also be an indicator as, okay, well, maybe it's this person that's causing 
um, causing this to happen because I know in an episode of Ghost Hunters, uh, <laughs> that was the case, like where the lady like was claiming, oh, this, this happens, that happens, these things fly off open, like cabinets open, stuff like that. So then uh, obviously they have everybody leave the house and because they're going to investigate at night. And uh, they start investigating the house and they get absolutely nothing. And then mm-hmm. he comes into the house and then like stuff starts getting a little bit weird. I mean, nothing like super crazy, but it, it gets yeah. a little bit weird. So then uh, I think Grant, I think it was Grant that ends up telling her like, hey, well, maybe, you know, this is. It's you. Yeah, maybe it's you that's causing this. Yeah. I mean, and some people have also said that poltergeist activity has to do or is caused by, I guess, uh, a malicious spirit. But. Which I think is is where the the movie Poltergeist was kind of like what that was based off inspired of. by yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the, the founder of spiritualism actually, Alan Kardec, said that poltergeists are just manifestations of disembodied spirits of the lower level, um, and that they're supposed to be closely associated with elements of fire, earth, wind, and water, um, and that kind of, I've I've heard that too actually quite a few times is like poltergeist or i mean i guess just earthbound spirits too as well are lower level uh spirits whereas like someone who's actually crossed over is like on a higher level and then you got like angels and like i mean it just goes higher and higher like different there's different layers to the other side or whatever you want to call it um, and these guys, poltergeists, would be on the lower end of the spectrum, if that makes sense. I get it. So, psychoanalyst Car- Carl Gustav John, John? Yeah, John. Believed that a female cousin's trance? What is that? Yeah, so she went into a trance, right? And because of this trance that she ended up having, uh, she ended up causing a table to split into two, and then later on he found out that a a bread knife had been broken as well um so like i guess his theory is that again people can do this with their mind again going back to the whole telekinesis psychokinesis um thing and it's caused by people not so much uh a spirit so he ended up actually having a meeting with um sigmund freud you know the father of psychology that's what they call him right um i don't know maybe i'm making shit up um but uh i mean we can google search it real quick if we want um well anyway so he also uh, this carl gustav jung he um also believed that a bookcase uh gave an explosive crack during a meeting with sigmund freud in 1909 that ca- that was caused by exteriorization of his subconscious mind uh and then he correctly predicted there would be there would be a second sound I mean, obviously, Freud being Freud, because, you know, he's a scientist, psychologist, you know. Uh, he, he is the founding father of psychoanalysis. There you go. I mean, I was, I don't think, I'll take that one as a W. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> so, yeah, so, <clears throat> obviously, um, so, obviously, Freud disagreed and concluded that it was actually, actually something natural, like the wood drying in the bookcase, and that's why it made that popping sound. Um, 
but again, Gustav's Carl uh, uh, Gustav Jung, Jung's um, theory was that that it was um, something caused by the mind. Something like if you go into like meditation into a trance-like state, or you can make your subconscious do these things. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I would have liked to have been in that room, right? And 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 it's like these kind of stories that obviously couldn't have been in the room, and you have to take someone else's word for it. Where it's like. Or are they exaggerating or possibly underplaying what actually happened in there? Um, and yeah. Yeah. Because other guys. people like other people that were, um, I forgot how it was. If it was people that were with Freud at the time, uh, like we're still after that whole incident, we're kind of like, yeah, that didn't happen. Like it didn't happen the way he says it happened. It just, it was a natural thing that occurred. It wasn't anything like, from his mind he didn't do it or anything like that yeah. so hmm. but again skeptics are always going to like try and find a reason why and again it's good to be skeptical but um i just heard this today actually or last night that like a, a good amount of skepticism is good but if there's too much skepticism skepticism then what do you even like what do you believe in you know what yeah. i mean so uh now we'll go into uh children and the whole puberty thing um so it's said that children also uh generate poltergeist activity by channeling energy into the quantum mechanical vacuum if you guys know what, what in the world is a quantum mechanical vacuum please inform me i do not know but i had to look it up because i wanted to inform you guys as well so the quantum mechanical vacuum uh, it's uh, the quantum state with the lowest possible energy. Generally, it contains no physical particles. So that's why, you know, vacuum. So and then according to the to quantum mechanics, the vacuum state is not truly empty, but instead contains fleeting electromagnetic waves and particles that pop into and out of the quantum field. So keep that in mind, because we'll kind of go back to it uh, in a little bit as to like how this is relevant to poltergeist activity. So researchers uh, Piero Brovetto and Vera Maxia have no, sorry, I did the whole. Are they uh, Italian? Yeah, they're Italian. They are Italian, actually. That's why I, I'm, I don't know. Am I being racist for doing the whole hand thing? Uh, I think it's. Actually um, insensitive. Um, stereotyping. Oh, okay. I mean, is it stereotyping if I have actually seen an Italian do it? Uh, anyway, that's yeah, I was like, let's not get into that. <laughs> anyway, so uh, anyway, these two researchers, uh, Piero Brovato, uh, Brovetto and Vera Maxia, uh, noted that poltergeist activity uh, or poltergeist encounters have been reported throughout the world and across different cultures. So it's not just like a cultural thing for like a specific region of the world or whatever. It's This has been found throughout the entire world. Uh, and what they all have, a co all these disturbances have in common is that they're either usually, they usually occur around a pubescent child or a young woman. And then according to them, uh, puberty is a modification of the child body, which involves various organs uh, and like mainly the brain, because obviously as we start getting older, uh, hormones start kicking in, our brains start to change, uh, the way we think, the, just the way our, our brain uh, develops. Know, develops and is activated. Um, 
And then Teenage Telekinesis, which Brovetto uh, and Maxia uh, hypothesize. Uh, well, they 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 hypothesize they hypothesize that the changes in the brain during puberty involve fluctuations in electron activity that, in rare cases, can create disturb disturbances up to a few meters outside of the brain. And these occurrences are really are similar to uh, in character to quantum mechanical fluctuations, which uh, physicists believe occur in the vacuum. Which, again, going back to the the uh, the 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 particles that come in and out and start popping it's that kind of same situation so that's why they had mentioned the the quantum mechanical vacuum at the very beginning because they um feel like this is what's going on as well like they're creating like these energy uh like basically balls of energy kind of, i guess also kind of like um i don't know if that's what the ball lightning had to do like uh you know what i mean yeah uh, so like these, these, um, they pop in and out and that's, what's causing like the activity. So like, uh, it's, it's happening near somebody. And then that, um, all of a sudden this energy just kind of like, I guess comes from their brain and like makes this object fly across the room. It's like, Kame, Kame, ka! and then poltergeist activity happens. Something like that. But with your brain and not your hands. Right. It's a ball. Yeah. It's a ball. Mm-hmm. of lightning is it lightning though it's almost 12 o'clock i'm tired is it almost 12 it's 11 17 ah you exaggerator <laughs> um well all this all this talk about like young women and puberty and telekinesis reminds me of carrie mm -hmm. um did you ever read or watch the stephen king book um, slash novel I I mean movie. <laughs> I watched the movie I think when I was a kid. Ah. So like I don't remember the original, but I did see the one with uh what's her name? Uh Chloe Grace. Chloe Moritz. I love her. Yeah. She's my favorite. Yeah. Well, I mean it just kind of reminds me of that. Not that that was a poltergeist movie, but the fact that like That one was a lot closer to the book, wasn't it? Or was it not? It's a good question because I read the book, but like in high school so i don't really remember because i remember you were like really into the book i was it was it was a good book i was just into stephen king period but it was a good book uh but i don't well i can't i guess i can't really compare it because i don't i don't remember seeing the old or the original one mm. so i couldn't compare but i mean i also liked chloe as an actress so i just enjoyed the movie period yeah Right, I don't know. Maybe I heard that. Maybe I heard that somewhere else that that this second, this one with Chloe Grace was a lot closer to the book than the original one. I just feel like Stephen King didn't like a lot of the movie adaptations of his books. <laughs> Seems like that because right? I don't think I don't know if it was like, like The Pets, Shining either. The Shining. I was I wasn't sure if it was Pet Cemetery or The Shining that he didn't like. That he like I almost Cemetery. like I think he hated it. Well, he I and then he ended up doing it. No, I, I, I can guarantee you it was a shining because I just heard this recently and I can't or saw it or something. Read it, I don't remember where, but um, yeah, that he hated uh he hated the shining because it wasn't quite like his book. And then he did like another adaptation of it where he had more control of like how it played out. But I think that was they ended of up the doing. 
TV show or something. Oh, okay. Or like a you know whatever part. The one that I, I I never I never saw, and I felt like because I've never seen I've seen parts of The Shining. I've never seen the whole thing. What? Yeah, I know. Why? And it's like I don't know. It's one of those movies that like I guess because I was also like scared of those kinds of movies, and you know, watching them at home by myself, I was just kind of like, no, thank you. <laughs> that wasn't um, that. But bad I do, though. yeah. Well, I mean, I do want to. I do want to watch it, especially since um, 30 seconds, because 30 seconds to Mars also did that uh, video, the the kill inspired by, by it. And then it came out like it was referenced in ready player one. And then Dr. Was it Dr. Sleep or what's the, the new one with. um, It's like the sequel to the shining, but what's it called? Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Dr. Sleep. Oof. Anyway, yeah, Doctor Sleep. It's it's Doctor Sleep. Um, I I really wanted to watch that oh, yeah, because I, I love I love you and McGregor. Yes, as an actor. Um, and so I really wanted to watch that, but I was like, well, I feel like I'm I might not understand it if I don't watch The Shining. Um, then I also felt like no. maybe I should read the books. Oh God! And then I was like. But I'm not that great at reading books. So. <laughs> I was gonna say it's gonna take take you like ten years. Yeah, so um, that's kind of rude. But you were the one that was yes, joking that it would take you four years to read a four yeah. book series. Yeah, no, um, but yeah. So it, those those are a couple of movies that I I really wanted to to watch, but I also feel like I should probably read the books as well. Um, yeah, and we're completely off topic. We're talking about Stephen King now because. Uh, <laughs> I saw the new Pet Cemetery and I kind of like this take on Pet. Cem- I love the original. It's like one of my favorite movies. Like, I, I and then to... this new one is just takes it to another level. I don't know if I can watch it. <clears throat> you haven't seen the new one? I haven't. No, because I'm honestly still kind of traumatized with the first one. Like, I just the only, literally the only scene in from that movie that I can remember is when I guess they bury like the mom's boyfriend or something. I don't even remember. And he comes back to life and he's all like dead zombie guy. And he takes like this kid's face and like shoves it into the motorcycle wheel. Oh, that's Pet Cemetery 2, dude. Oh, okay. Well, that's like the only thing that I have burned into my brain. Like I don't yeah. even remember. I mean, I was super young and probably shouldn't even have been watching it to begin with. But that's as, as shitty as Pet Cemetery 2 is, I also really enjoy Pet Cemetery 2. Also uh, because Edward Furlong came out and because he was John Connor in Terminator. Ah. Uh, so. Well, we are super off topic, but I mean, I guess it's still kind of paranormal related. Not necessarily yeah. poltergeist, but still. Anyway. So let's um, bring this back. Let's, let's bring it back. They also believed, real quick, they also believed that extra fluctuations uh, triggered by the pubescent brain would enhance the presence of virtual particles. Again, so this is, this is the part presence of virtual particles surrounding the person which could slowly increase the air pressure around the moving objects even sending them hurling across the room hurtling across the room so this again what goes back to the whole quantum vacuum and the quantum state and electromagnetic waves and particles and blah 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 uh so basically like these people are creating like stuff like it telekinesis basically that's what it boils down to and it's all caused by the puberty uh puberty brain prepubescent brains children puberty brain 
Yeah. Well, I personally really wanted to talk about some like famous cases. Um, I'm not going to go down the list because there's quite a few, but um, the two that kind of have always stuck out to me the most and that I hear about all the time, I guess, would be um, Enfield Poltergeist. And if you guys have seen The Conjuring 2, that's what this, or that's what the movie is based off of of this case, I guess you could say, is uh, the Enfield Poltergeist. Um, and it happened in the UK and involved the Hodges... Oh, fuck. Hodgson. It involved the Hodgson family, and they had gotten this council house in Enfield in North London. And between uh, 1977 and 1979, it was just like, demonic voices objects moving without explanation levitation strange noises and you guys can actually google maybe i should find some of these and post them actually on instagram you can actually look up pictures that were taken while they were investigating this house and and the activity that was going on and they actually have a picture of um one of the girls who was like the the main one uh janet who was kind of dealing with it uh levitating or what they say the quote unquote that she was levitating obviously it's a picture it's not like it's a video and and you can't actually see her levitating some people have tried to say that uh it was just her jumping on the bed and they snapped the picture but again people are just trying to come up with you know other reasons also i feel like um cameras back then would have needed longer exposures so i don't know that I don't know. I'm, I mean, I was going to say I'm not a photographer. I was, but not like that super into it. So I don't know. I feel yeah. like that would be kind of difficult to, unless it was like during the day. Uh, I think it was at night because they were like in their nightgowns and everything. Well, I mean, I guess it could have been morning, but I'm pretty sure it was, it was in the evening. Um, but a lot of the events that happened in this house and during this time focused on two teenage daughters, Margaret and Janet. So again, this kind of plays into what we were just talking about about the puberty being a reason for poltergeist activity um but there is actually a lot of like reliable witnesses that observe this phenomena and there's like police officers uh press photographer and an investigator from uh society for cyclical research uh spr and the the super i just want to kind of talk about the creepy situation that happened with the police because they were hearing noises in the house they were freaked out they called the cops uh i mean they were hearing stuff just like moving so they thought an intruder but then they're like holy crap it's not an intruder um the cops came or they went to the neighbor's house um cops came and they're like looking and they're like i mean nothing nothing's happening um everything there's no one here like everything checks out like you're fine we're going to leave, go back to your house and go on with your life. And as they're investigating the house, one of the police officers, like this chair just like moves across the room and they're like, holy shit. And they finally believe them. But, and, and that's kind of when the whole press started and, and invest people came in and started investigating and stuff. Cause even police officers were like, yeah, like stuff is happening here in this house. Um, and I mean, this is, 
pretty well-documented case if you guys want to kind of go into it a little bit more. But um, I will say uh, some of the investigators did discover some evidence of pranks and fakery. And but it was believed that a lot of the poltergeist activity was genuine. And I did hear slash read in uh, an interview where Margaret and Janet, like they're much older at this point. They did say like, I mean, yeah, like we did try and play tricks on, you know, the investigators and like the camera people and stuff like that, because our house was just always full of these people and we're little kids and we were bored so we would, you know, try and mess with them, but not necessarily to make people believe that it was poltergeist activity. Um, like that, that was completely different. And the super creepy thing, and you guys can, again, it comes out in Conjuring 2, is there's actually audio of, of this investigation. And the little girl, Janet, she was, I don't know, like, I guess you can say possessed or channeling. Um, an old man that used to live there he was actually the one that was kind of messing around with stuff um and her voice would change like she would sound like this like old man and just talk in a voice like it was it was just the creepiest fucking thing just go like youtube it google it whatever you have to hear the audio of that stuff like it was terrifying and again they did do some research and actually found out that there was a man by that name who died in the like the armchair in the living room um that was kind of left there and it, it's it's just a overall super fascinating case if you guys want to go into it a little bit more maybe we'll deep dive that later um i've never seen the conjuring either none of them i like them um i think the thing that people complain about or, or talk crap about is that well one obviously any kind of movie is always exaggerated um even though there is a lot of crazy shit that happened in this case but um obviously the conjuring movies have to do or revolve around like ed and lorraine warren and ed and lorraine warren say that they were a part of this case but a lot of people say they weren't really they were there for like a day took some pictures and then left and then used it to to get money and write a book by talking about this Enfield poltergeist even though they had nothing to do with it i don't have an opinion about it so i'm not gonna say yay or nay but that's that okay uh, <laughs> another uh case that's pretty popular and also very well do documented even though it took place like way back when wait do you have anything to say about enfield poltergeist no that i, I like i i'm i kind of want to listen i kind of want to listen to the audios but at the same time i don't know if i do don't probably don't do it tonight if you're gonna go to bed like dude tonight <laughs> Do it during the day. I wonder if it's possible to post any of those clips or if there's like a copyright. I'll have to look into that. If I can if I can insert the audio of the Enfield Poltergeist recordings, I will, but I don't know if I can. If not, just Google it. <laughs> it's creepy. Or we can always link it on uh Yeah, we can yeah. We'll link it too. 
Um, but I can post the pictures, so I'll do that. All right, so the next uh, one other famous poltergeist case that I wanted to talk about was uh, Bell Witch. And this name sounds very familiar to me, but I don't know why. Uh, maybe if I kind of get into the story or like what, what it's all about, it'll ring a bell. But this, like I said, <laughs> no pun intended. Pun intended? Okay. No, <laughs> no pun intended. Um, that was good though. I should have just been like, yeah, yeah, I meant that. Um, no, but maybe it will sound familiar, aka ring a bell. Um, so it was said that the spirit was actually, or the witch was actually a, a woman named Kate Batts, and her and John Bell had actually kind of got into it, and she believed that he cheated him. She believed that he cheated her on a land purchase, so she just hated him. And on her deathbed, she also like swore that she'd haunt John Bell until he was dead. And um, the the Bells were tormented for years by this spirit of old Kate Bats, and uh, John Bell and his favorite daughter Betsy were actually the the main targets of this. How do you have a favorite? You can't have a favorite. <laughs> Shut <Continue>. up. <laughs> Um, she, it was like her goal, like, um, the bell witch, AKA Kate bats. Um, she, she wanted to kill John. Like that was her main goal. Like she was going to keep tormenting them until he was dead. And, um, but she, she would also take out her anger and frustration, I guess you could say on other members of the family. And, um, but she, she actually liked his wife. Um, she was super friendly and, and never really hurt her or did much to her. But everyone else or no one ever really saw her. Um, but every visitor that came to the home heard her and it's like she would just throw furniture and dishes and she would even like pull their hair, pull, pull their noses, <laughs> poke needles into them, which that's fucked up but dude it's a good I, thing we always say that fucking ghosts can't do shit to you <laughs> well i don't know this is the I, I i don't even know what kind of stuff they're dealing with here um but yeah she would yell all night she would but then she would also sing too she was like <clears throat> bipolar i didn't want to say it but yeah she's like hot and cold um but yeah she would yell at night just to keep them up just I couldn't even that would be so annoying. She would uh snatch food from their mouths as as they were trying to eat it. And um fuck is she a cat? <laughs> your cat maybe. My cat doesn't do that. Well, we also have four cats, so I don't even not going to get into that. Um so okay, but a really interesting story from that though was uh, at the time, General Ac uh, Andrew Jackson, who eventually became President Andrew Jackson, um, he had heard about what was going on. Again, this was like a well-documented case like back in the day. And he wanted to go see what was up. Um, but when he went, his wagon actually got stuck. Like all of a sudden, the wheels wouldn't move. The horses couldn't pull it. Like, And they weren't stuck in a hole or like stuck on a rock. Or, it was just like nothing. They couldn't move. Um Hold on. Oh. So 
he was in his journal he quoted that he said by the eternal boys it's the witch and then came the sound of a sharp metallic voice from the bushes saying all right general let the wagon move on i'll see you again tonight and that was supposedly the bell witch and all the men were like what the hell just happened and they were trying to find the voice looked in every direction couldn't find or see anything and then all of a sudden they were able to move again and they actually made it all the way to the house and they stayed the night and like i mentioned before she would scream right in the middle of the night so people couldn't sleep and so she would scream all night she was pinching and slapping everybody um uh, and then <laughs> apparently andrew jackson's co- uh like bed sheets or covers kept getting ripped off of him and then he'd pull them back up and then they'd get ripped off of him again which uh no thank you i can't even imagine um but yeah everybody in his party that came with him got pinched slapped hair pulled everything until the next morning and they're like you know what screw this they left first thing in the morning and then andrew jackson later said that he'd rather fight the british in new orleans than to have to fight the bell witch so that's how she was just on another level and finally i mean there's again a whole lot of like detail that goes into this story i'm just kind of trying to give you guys a quick rundown um but finally on the morning of december 19th uh john bell didn't wake up when he usually did and so his family went to go check on him and they found that he was sleeping kind of in a weird position so they tried to wake him up but obviously he didn't wake up Uh, he had died and his son john jr went to go check his medications in the cupboard and they noticed that um there was this like vial that uh wasn't his typical medication and nobody knows where it came from and basically Later on, the bell witch just ends up saying, like, it was me. I killed him. Finally got what I wanted. And another super creepy thing that I didn't mention or I didn't put in the notes, but um, she said once John Bell was dead, she said that she would come back in 10 years. And sure enough, she did. And uh, she haunted Janet for a little while. But again, kind of that hot and cold, like back and forth. And then I don't think they ever heard from her again after that but it's yeah yeah i mean i didn't yeah i mean i didn't say anything because i was just kind of like into what you were saying like Sorry. the story and stuff like that i really no, no, give no. you a chance to talk either <laughs> no but i mean because I, I was still i was also trying to figure out if i did know the story or not but i mean i don't think i do but I, i've like the bell witch does sound like like I've heard that name before. Yeah. Don't know where. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the the I don't know. It does it the story doesn't sound all that familiar either. But it is very creepy. And I There's there's a movie of it actually. Oh, they maybe they that's made what it yeah, was. they they made they made a few movies that I think it's called The Bell Witch and something else. I, I think there's a few. Um so maybe that's why. Maybe. Not the Blair Witch. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, definitely not the Blair Witch. Although it is said that the Blair Witch was based off of. Or Bell Witch. Certain parts were based off of uh, Bell Witch. 
case. Yeah, there's a there's a movie, a 2007 movie, 2013 movie, and then there's the Mark of the Bell Witch yeah. trailer for 2020. Yeah, so um, maybe I I doubt I've I've seen any of them, but yeah, I mean that's crazy. Like, can you imagine getting pinched and poked with needles? No. Dude, again, going back to my experience here, like that shit was enough. Having those horrible dreams was enough for me. Like, I can't imagine, you know, yeah, being pinched, poked, rudely having food taken out of your mouth. The thing, honestly, (laughs) that's what gets you. The thing that gets me would be the screaming at night while I'm trying to sleep. I would lose my mind. Or getting needles shoved into you. I mean, yeah, that sucks too. That that's probably the worst, but I think second would be the, the screaming the at night. No, for sure, because that's like psychological shit. That's like yeah. like me right now. Like I'm fucking tired, dude. <laughs> and like I still, I like like you said, it's almost twelve o'clock, and then I'm gonna go to bed and wake up at five thirty and have to drive to Houston. That doesn't sound safe. <laughs> that's why they invented Red Bull, dude. Uh, heart palpitations yeah no i've cut caffeine caffeine (laughs) is that like covfefe covfefe yeah sorry i cut out caffeine for shits and giggles and i'm going on two weeks with like not a single cup of coffee pretty proud of myself have you done decaf no death before decaf Okay, Grandma. I mean, I guess we... Do we talk about the Poltergeist movie? I think I was going to mention something about the Poltergeist movie, but now I don't even know what it was going to be. I think I think it had something to do with... Um, uh, I think originally Steven Spielberg wanted it to be like... Um, it wasn't even going to have anything to do with, I don't think, uh, the haunting and paranormal and po- like... It was actually supposed to be a sequel to um, what the fuck was that alien movie that he did? Not E.T. Um, something of a third kind. Oh, um, Jesus Christ. Close Encounters of, a th- of the Third Kind. It was supposed to be a sequel to that movie, I believe. Really? Yeah. But Interesting. Um, something happened. Oh, he was going to work on E.T. So um, somebody else took over the project and uh, they completely went a different direction with it. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, in a lot of people's minds, like when they think poltergeist, I think that's immediately what they go to. Just because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a movie. It's It was huge. Called poltergeist. <laughs> exactly. So like a lot of people automatically go to like, oh, it's a demonic thing. It's evil. It's, you know. You know, because mm-hmm. I think in the movie, again, I think I I we saw this maybe with Dio, Dio Patrick, but we we were we were kids. We were kids. It's like definitely a movie we should not be watching as a kid. But you know, it was the '90s, so nobody gave a shit. Nobody gave a shit. Um, so this is another movie that like, how I don't know why I remember something about an Indian burial, Indian burial ground. Um, but it definitely started off with like, um, like it was just a mischievous ghost doing shit around the house, I think. And, um, eventually like it started getting more, uh, malicious and stuff. And then I think 
the little girl, like the youngest daughter, even got like sucked into the TV at one oh, point, yeah. which is like I think the famous image is the little girl yeah, standing in front of the TV. Yeah, the poster, the movie yeah. poster. So, um, I mean, if you guys have watched the movie and you, I mean, obviously have a better memory of it than I do, then you know, let us know what you guys think. But or if that's where your idea of of, of guys you know, comes from. Um, but uh, that's another one. I need to go back and watch these movies, man. I, I I need to go back and make a list of all these movies that we talked about today and, and go watch all of them. Okay, guys. Now we're going to start wrapping up, but we're going to give you a little list of seven signs of poltergeist activity. So if... You have these seven signs happening in your house. You might have a poltergeist. Number one, disappearing objects. Okay, let's do that whole TikTok thing where we put our hands up and then we like put a finger down for everyone that happens in your house. That's a thing. I'm too old for TikTok. I don't know. I don't have TikTok either, um, (laughs) but I've seen it on Facebook. Facebook. I don't, you can't even say that because dad was on TikTok. Like he was on to TikTok before TikTok got even blew up. I know. It's insane. I still think about that. I don't know why. <laughs> Our father like, used to send us TikTok videos and he's like, oh, you need to watch this. I'm like, um, okay. And then uh, like, I was like, what is this TikTok? What's TikTok? And then I, you know, and then all of a sudden, like, I just see everybody and like, like he was literally on this thing. Like I would honestly like maybe a year before it blew up or it's at like least a hipster, six months hipster of tiktok yeah Can at least six months that? before before it blew up my our dad was on tiktok it's crazy yeah that's weird but okay back to <laughs> seven signs of poltergeist activity number one disappearing objects this actually reminds me of a story that um of a guest we just interviewed you guys will probably hear it Next uh, week. the following week yeah um but she talked about disappearing objects in her house and then they would magically reappear in other places so she could check this box off that's for sure uh, shit i lose socks all the time dude <laughs> and other objects i think that's mostly you just misplacing them sure we'll go with that <laughs> okay do you want to really say that you have a poltergeist in your house that i cleansed no, I, I, I don't want to get in trouble with <laughs> what I actually think it is or what it actually is. Uh, oh, wait, now I'm curious. No, if you don't know, you, you that's okay. Moving on. Number two, objects levitating or being thrown. Have you ever had that happen? No, I don't think so. Maybe. I've had it, no, I don't I've had think it. so. And that it happened at work. Stuff kind of just like, well, I guess it's more like getting knocked off show. No, you had that shit happen at the. Oh at yeah. Your babysitting job. I did, and also in the room that you're sitting in right now with my oh, keys. Oh yeah, you did. With my keys, I told that story in episode five. Nine. Nine. I think it was nine. Our personal stories. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, where my keys fell from like the top of my bed onto the floor, like in front of my feet. And I was like, Oh thanks, ghost, and then walked out and then realized what just happened. I'm trying I'm trying to think if I ever had anything like that happen. <clears throat> but I don't think so. 
No. What about scents or odors? Like, could be good, could be bad. Maybe some smoke, like tobacco, yeah, or maybe like flowers if- or sulfur. No, definitely not sulfur. That's just me being gassy and lactose intolerant. Oh um, but like ah, maybe scents, like perfumey scents. But I don't know specifically in this house. I don't know specifically in this house or like just in other places. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, like places that shouldn't have that scent. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. <clears throat> well, what about electrical interference? Well, that one time that I told you that I was watching uh, parano- or that paranormal oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, activity. activity preview came on the TV and the whole fucking power went out of the house. And as soon as I touched the doorknob to open the door, like the lights came back on. So I yeah. was never able to actually see if it was just my house or if it was the entire neighborhood that had, you know, gone their little brown out or something. Hmm. So definitely check. <laughs> okay, fine. So what about one, two, three, four? What about number five, things turning on suddenly? And what I mean by this, things turning on suddenly, not not electrical, yeah, not electrical interference, like things that are plugged into the wall. I'm talking about things that maybe are like battery operated and then they just go off by themselves or turn on by themselves. And you're like, what the, f-? like, yeah, anything like that? No. I was going to say that uh, me and Tia Coco were talking one time when Adrian and Tia Leti had gone to uh, Austin and we were there because we were taking, we were there with um, Huxley, their, their uh, yeah. Husky and the TV turned on by, I don't even know what we were talking about. And all of a sudden the TV just turned on by itself Ooh. and the, we were not anywhere near the remote. So either it was on a timer, which I don't think it was. Or I don't know, but you said, but that's plugged well, in. So I mean, it, it could, in. it could be that I'm just saying like, because I know the electrical interference and things turning on suddenly can kind of be like the same thing, but I just kind of also wanted to clarify, like it doesn't necessarily have to be something plugged into the wall. Like it could be like something battery operated. Yeah. Well, there, there's, there's, again, this isn't a personal experience, but this person that I follow on Instagram or Facebook or something had done a story where. Uh, their son had this little toy that was battery operated and it just kept going off. Yeah. And the weird thing about it is her grandmother had just passed away, I think a few days before. Mm. So I was like, I wanted to message her and be like, I feel like this is your grandmother trying to get your attention. Yeah. But I didn't want to be that person. Yeah. And then I don't know if she said that she felt that. Or if somebody told her this something like that, like mm-hmm. the next day or something. And then I was like, yeah, I kind of felt the same thing. And But yeah, so that was, again, not a personal experience, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, but the, no, that's a perfect example of like, yeah, what I'm talking about. And even creepier is like when people take the batteries out of something because they're so annoyed of them going off yeah. and then it goes off again. Like uh, Joseph, I think he said, that, or was it Dan oh, that yeah, said yeah. that they unplugged the... Dan... Joseph, Joseph unplugged the, the well, phone and it them. still ran. Well, no, I think uh, jo- Dan's was the TV, like oh, the image flipping. And then Joseph was the, the yeah, phone rang a couple phone. times. Then they unplugged it and it rang again. That Yeah, that's another perfect example. <clears throat> All right. So um, one, two, three, four, five. Number six is knocks, taps, and footsteps. In my house, they were probably rats. <laughs> 
well, that would be another reason. Not the rats, but if you hear taps, usually it's like taps and threes. Oh, no. Yeah, none of that shit. Okay. Uh, what about physical attacks? No, I guess not physical dreams, but not physical. Yeah. Like scratches or waking up with bruises and things like that. I wake up with bruises all the time, but I'm pretty sure it's just me. Being I feel clumsy. like I, I'd woken up with scratches before, but like, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I may have done it to myself while I was asleep or maybe just bumped into something. I don't think it was ever anything actually like malicious. Fat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least I hope it's, it wasn't. <laughs> don't put that out into the universe well those are the seven signs if you can check all seven boxes and you probably have a poultry guest in your house congratulations and if you do tell us about it please yeah we'd love to hear it <laughs> share it on the podcast yeah and you could do that by messaging us on facebook or instagram or twitter or emailing us and At- uh, our Instagram is at we believe do you podcast. Our Twitter is at WBDY podcast. Our Facebook is we believe do you uh, with a question mark. And our email address is we believe do you at gmail.com. And I did that without the paper this time. Wow. I know. Kind of proud of myself. But yeah, guys, uh, if you do have poltergeist stories, definitely definitely uh send us a message let us know if you i mean if you don't want to be interviewed that's cool but if it's poltergeist related we'd really like to interview you so uh go ahead and and um send us a message and get in contact with us because we want to hear that story um also we just got an email that we're on verbal not sure what that is but it's a apparently it's a podcasting site so you can listen to us on there, and I'm sure we're probably on different ones that we don't even know about. <laughs> probably. Um, but uh, we, we do know that we're on Apple Podcasts, so you can go and give us a five star, um, five stars on there, and a review as well if if you'd feel so inclined. I mean, there's there's actually, and it doesn't even just have to be Apple, but uh leave us a review anywhere guys if you left us a review on apple go ahead and go to our facebook leave us a review there give us a little five star there or go to audible and leave a little five star there too um subscribe everywhere you want anywhere you want uh uh, spotify audible uh verbal uh basically what we're saying there's no excuse or reason why you aren't listening to us because we're everywhere so we really appreciate you guys we really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to this. Uh, it's something that we kind of do for fun, but also to learn because like by doing these deep dives, we're also learning. And yeah, guys, just just share it. Thank you for believing in us because we believe you. Yeah.